Hey, Hirschbachers, welcome back to another episode of Getting Schmidt Done. Well, we're ha- happy and lucky to be joined by Brian Colas, our Chief Risk Officer. Hello, everyone. It's been a while. Good to see y'all. It has. Thanks for joining, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Red, or I'm sorry, May. It's our first Friday in May. Uh, it is Military Appreciation Month. And uh, on Fridays, we wear red. Um, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, and I didn't try to buy my red T-shirt until yesterday, and they were sold out because so many people bought them. So mine will be here by by next week on on Friday. So uh, I think Tom, my partner in crime up there, he's rocking, he's rocking the red shirt. There we go. Good job, Thank you, Tom. Tom. Yeah, Thank good you. job, buddy. You make me feel a little bit better because you had my back. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, all right, we'll start things off like we normally do with our safety message. Um, <clears throat> We talk about our safe six, you know, every every time we do this. And today we're going to talk about the right space. Uh, I've been preaching to our office staff and the team here as well. And I've been saying to you guys out there as well, um, there's a lot of things we can't control out there right now. You know, the way the market is, 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 is a big one. But so let's just make sure we focus on what we can control. And uh, one thing you can definitely control is how much space you have uh, in, between you and the vehicle in front of you how you react to someone, you know, pulling in front of you. Uh, those are all things that you can control and making the right decision uh, can make a potential outcome better for yourself as well as the other motorists out there on the road. Um, BK, you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, keeping the right space, we, we uh, ask our drivers to maintain a seven second following distance. Um, sometimes that's difficult when cars are passing you and they cut in front of you as long as they're pulling away from you. Um, as a reason at a reasonable pace, let them pull on away from you. Just remember that the people in those cars, um, it's easy to get frustrated when that happens. We've all been there. Um, you got to take a deep breath, swallow, swallow, uh, your pride and, uh, let them in and treat them like your family, like they are your family members. Uh, the people in those cars are, are, uh, husbands and wives and parents and grandparents and nieces and nephews and children of others out there. And we need to, we need to drive as if, uh, that's our family in front of us. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was a great, that was a great message today. Um, so just following that in that mold, we'll talk about, uh, our preventable accidents we had. I, I give, like to give you guys an update and Brian, we we're off to a pretty good start to the year. I would say with our, with our accidents and prevent preventability, we're trending down across kind of pretty much all, all aspects of the organization. Yeah, we're having a, a great uh, year so far and, uh, it's getting better as, now that the winter's behind us too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's easy to, um, get complacent in the wintertime when it's cold and, and, and not uh, good weather conditions out there. So um, now that the spring is here, um, people are doing more of what they should be doing, checking clearances. Um, you know, one thing I would add is the close quarter accidents is still an area of opportunity for us, making sure you have um, uh, right the right space around your truck when you're backing or when you're moving forward, um, not letting those yellow poles jump out in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, just making sure you, you look at all six sides of the truck. And I say that in jest, but there are six sides to a truck. Obviously, the four sides that we commonly think of. And then the top, uh, the roof of the truck and, and trailer and uh, the ground as well. So there's six sides to it. Absolutely. So uh, we had 21 preventable accidents last week, which was down from 25 the week before and down from, I think, 32 the week before that. So trending down, we only have had 13 so far this week. So it's a great start. Uh, we it looks like we'll be trying to beat last week again. So uh, let's keep that going, and that's that's definitely stuff that we can control. So focus what we focus on what we can control. So great, great work, fantastic work. 
Uh, next up is anniversaries. Um, so we have uh, quite a few anniversaries today. Uh, on the, I'll st start with dedicated. Uh, on the dedicated side, we have Richard Harris celebrating one year, Timothy Bennett celebrating two years, Richard Angler celebrating four, and Gilbert Tellez celebrating four. Congratulations, guys. Uh, on, oops, sorry, I missed one on dedicated. Timothy Amal celebrating six. Congrats. Great job. For over the road, uh, we've got five drivers celebrating one year. Anthony Barraza, Everett Davis, Brian McShane, Philip Richard, and James Williams. On uh, For two years, Nadine Jarvis has been here with two years at, at Hirschbach. Ronnie Vogel celebrating three years. Congrats. Uh, Richard Washburn is celebrating four. James Williams is celebrating five. Barney Popsall is celebrating six. Luis Ruiz is celebrating eight. Carol Martin Jr. is celebrating nine. Ellis Smeal is celebrating 10. And then we have two huge ones this week. Uh, Tanya Claypool is celebrating 21 years here. Uh, Tanya, uh, Sorry, we give her a little shout out. We missed her last week. There was something on our on our report that we used to generate this that we missed her. So uh, we we got got you back this week, Tanya. So twenty one years, congratulations. That's awesome. Great job. Yeah. I think I met Tanya the first or second week I worked here. <laughs> Same here. Um, and uh, yeah, she, she, she's been around a long time, and uh, you know she's she's a great driver, a great addition to our team, and it's it's been fun. I've learned a lot working with her over the past eleven years for sure. Uh, and then I thought 21 would be our, our largest number, but uh, Marcus Hall had a little something to say about that. Uh, Marcus is uh, 26 years. Uh, congratulations, Marcus. I just talked to Marcus earlier this week. Uh, he's a great addition to the company as well. He's on our. He's uh, on. He's currently in our um, driver advisory board, um, which I think we're meeting again uh, in June or July coming up. This that'll be that's here before. I cannot believe it's May already, Brian. It's crazy, yeah. Um, so I think we're meeting either in June and July. I think July. Uh, so that'll be good um, to, to get that going. But yeah, congratulations, Marcus. Congrats to everyone. You know, whether it's one year or twenty six, they're all all a huge deal. Uh, we're lucky. We're lucky to have you guys on the team, you know, uh, and just want to say thanks to all that you do. It's it's a thankless job out there sometimes. I know you guys probably don't hear that enough. Um, thank you. Yeah, very tough job, and uh, you all do it very well, and uh, we're glad you're here. Everybody on this list, uh, hopefully uh, um, all of you can make it to 21 and 26 years down yeah, the road for sure. as well. For so. sure. That's for sure. You got to make it to 21 too. Yeah, right, day. right. A little ways to go. So. <laughs> All right, now it's uh, my favorite time of the podcast. It's the lukewarm seat. I don't have a hot seat, Brian. I have a lukewarm seat. So okay. you're in the lukewarm seat now. So I'm going to ask you some questions. All right. Uh, and we're. Uh, I know Brian's been here for a little while. A lot of you guys, a lot of you people out there know him. But there's some people that don't. So I thought it'd be good to ask him a few questions and uh, get to know Brian a little bit better. Sure. All right, you ready? Yeah, shoot. All right, how long you been at Hirschbach, Brian? Uh, started in August of 15, so going on eight years. Yeah, so it's been a good ride. And I, I remember my first time meeting you. So that's, that's crazy. I can't believe it's been eight years. Already. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Sure. Why do you like trucking, Brian? Oh my gosh. Um, for those of you that don't know, I grew up in the business. Um, my father owned a trucking company growing up and um, I uh, worked for him. Uh, one of my first jobs off the farm was uh, sweeping the shop floor and uh, buffing aluminum fuel tanks. I was Happy to do that. And then uh, when I turned 18, I actually, on my 18th birthday, I got my CDL. It was kind of a rite of passage in my, in my family. And uh, 
I've got three brothers, or I'm sorry, two brothers, or three sons. Um, all three of us work in trucking. Um, you could say diesel fuels in our blood, for lack of better terms. Yeah, so I would say so. It's a great industry to be in, be involved with. I've been around it since I was a kid, so uh, happy to be at Hirschbach and, and uh, share those experiences. For sure. We're, we're happy to have you here, Brian. Uh, what do you like to do at work? Um, at work, for those of you that don't know me, I'm actually a, a lawyer by training and experience, although uh, I want you to think of me as a trucker, not as a lawyer. Um, at work, what I really like doing is um, helping others solve problems that they uh, don't necessarily have the comfort level of solving themselves. Uh, most of the time, they have the right answer. They just want a little bit of guidance and assurance on what they're doing. That, that truly gives me um, a lot of pleasure at work is helping people through, through difficult issues that usually they know the answer to. They just want some validation before they pull the trigger. For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. I'd agree. Uh, so that's at work. What do you like to do outside of work? Outside of work, um, I'm married, uh, have a little Boston Terrier named Wilson. He's named after a volleyball. Um, <laughs> we, uh, uh, my wife and I enjoy motorcycling. We, have, we, uh, we each have our own motorcycles. We have a little boat. We do some boating in the summer. Um, also playing a rock band on the weekends. So uh, the Deal Breakers, for those of you that uh, are interested, just uh, Google the Deal Breakers Dubuque. In fact, four of the six of us our uh, work here at Hirschbach. Yeah. So uh we spend a lot of time together, both at work and outside of work. Um, pretty special. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's, you know, that's cute. They have a little company band. No, these guys are legit, like uh, very solid musicians, very fun to be around. We, uh, we all get along great and we play the Dubuque area. We play uh, a lot of places in Eastern Iowa. In fact, we'll be at the best of the best I heard this year again. So come nice. up and come up and say hi to us if you're there. Looking forward to that. Uh, well, I'll better interject since you just mentioned best of the best. Um, we are, we are finalizing that list, um, kind of right now. So, uh, I think in the next week or two, we'll be making an announcement of who, of the categories and who's going to make that. So look, very much looking forward to getting that announcement out to you guys. Um, and it's tentatively, and I forget the day, but it's, it's, it's in July is when it yeah. is. So, yep. uh, more to come on that. Um, what do you think your greatest accomplishment is, Brian? Greatest accomplishment? At work, um, outside work, however you want to answer it. I would say professionally. Um, I take pride in the fact in my, I've been managing people now since 2006. Since 2006. So what is that, 17 years, 18 years? Is that right? In those 18 years, I've had, um, is that right, 18 years? It's not no. 18. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Since 2006, four, yeah, it's, it's 17, 17 years. 17 You're years. Right the first time. So 17 years, um, I've had one direct report who um, decided to move on and to somewhere else besides working for me. So we tell, you know, I, I, I coach um, young leaders that work for me that people don't leave jobs, they leave their leader. Yeah. And I take pride in the fact I've only had one person um, leave in 17 years of, of handling direct reports. So you should, that's a huge yeah. deal. All right. So Friday night, I think this is one of the favorite questions of the listeners that we've got nine live. Ooh, we just jumped to 11, 11 oh, live, good. live viewers right now. Uh, Marco, Joshua. Uh, Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Friday night, state night Would you and Mar you and, uh, your wife, uh, we so we more we both are married to a Morgan. We've got BK's Morgan and, and my Morgan, so uh, I can remember her name. But you and Morgan want to go? Are you guys going out to eat, or are you staying at home and oh, cooking on yourselves? The, on the weekends, usually by then we're kind of sick of cooking around the house, so we go hit the town. Um, we'll hit up the Copper Kettle or hit Brazen or one of the restaurants in town. So, gotcha. Yeah. 
All right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share with the crew before we jump into some of the uh, the other stuff that we are going to talk about today? Um, just, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Uh, I, I'm. This is the last job I ever intend on having. I can tell you that, and I hope it's the same for for all of our drivers and everybody else that works here. So it's a great place to work. It is. I thought he was going to talk about his honor to be on the podcast, but that's, <laughs> he didn't say that. That too. That too, Chris. That too, Chris. Getting, is that where you thought he was going to, Tom? That's what I thought he was. Because we get Schmidt done every week, right? Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's talk some safety. Um, you know, uh, this and this initial, this first one was from a driver asked us to talk about. Um, there's been some Facebook discussion and, uh, you know, pulling over and parking, you know, on an off ramp or, or along the road. And they're, you know, in trucking, what we've there's not a lot of black and white. You know, it says in a bank where there's a lot of black and white. In trucking, right. there's a lot of gray area, and we uh, we all have to work together to try to make the right decision, right? So we just wanted to talk a little about you know pulling over and parking and uh, and why why we feel so strongly about what we should do. So I'll hand it over. To yeah, you. and folks, one of the um, not fun parts of my job is managing some of the some of the horrific accidents we have after the fact and. Um, going through my head, some of the major accidents we've had going back the last eight years, most of them um, were where someone was sitting where they shouldn't have been, whether it was our truck and trailer or another motorist in their vehicle. Someone was sitting in a spot that they shouldn't have been, either on the side of the road, partially on the traveled roadway, they broke down in the middle of the roadway, whatever it might be, traffic, um, something like that. And um, I, I call it the sitting duck. It's the one of the biggest fears that uh, we have in our industry and in our company is someone sitting where they shouldn't have been, whether it was our truck and trailer or somebody else. So um, those are the most horrific crashes and injuries that we've, we've, we've had going back uh, the last eight years. So um, as a company, you know, sometimes it's easy just to pull over on the side of the road because you need, you need something simple, a cup of coffee or whatever it might be. Um, you know, we just, we can't, we can't do that um, unless there's absolutely no other option but to do that. And, I realize there's times you're faced with multiple, multiple uh, things that are going wrong out there. And, um, you know, we trust your judgment. We trust you're going to make the right decision. But just keep in mind, that's not a good place to be when you're parked along the side of the roadway um, in, in any, at any time. So. Sure. Yeah, and I think just to just to the one of the examples on the Facebook post was the driver, you know, it was really windy and he wanted mm -hmm. to get off the highway. Right. Yeah. And I guess what are your thoughts on that, Brian? Yeah, I mean that's where I say it's tough. You're judge, you're juggling multiple things at once. Yep. Um, we trust your discretion out there. I will say that uh, you are the ones out there. Who are we to sit in an office and say, "Hey, don't do this or don't do that"? When you're faced with multiple things coming at you at once, we we do trust your judgment. Um, one thing I would say is one: do the best you can to do trip planning. Check the, part of that is checking the weather. A lot of these windstorms you can't predict. I get that. I know we, there was one down in southern Illinois this week that was a rather nasty pile up with uh, multiple fatalities and injured parties. I get that that happens. Um, just keep in mind what I told you earlier that um, sitting somewhere you shouldn't be is a very, very, very dangerous and life changing experience for others out there. So we got to do everything we can. Uh, not to do that. Um, you know, it would have to be some very, very extreme wind out there for me to pull over on the side of the road. I can tell you that. Yeah, for sure. So um, again, we'll leave that to your discretion when you're out there. That's what we, what we uh, hire and, uh, and uh, train you folks for is to make those tough decisions. Uh, but just keep that in mind that it's just not a safe place to be out there. 
Absolutely. And just speaking of the high wind a little bit, uh, I want to expand on that. We are working on, uh, you know, we've talked about the tomorrow IO and, and the tech that we are using to help uh, alert you guys for the bad weather. And, you know, when we think about the bad weather, I think most of us just immediately think about, you know, the ice and the snow. Right. Um, but there's a lot of other things out there that we want to make sure you guys have at your fingertips. And uh, one of those is high, really, really accurate high wind alerts mm -hmm. that uh that we we are working on getting a, be able to push that right to you guys and so you you have an you have an awareness that hey th there was a high wind alert a, you know something happened you know 20 miles ahead of you in your route so that you you know that you can prepare and plan for that so. yeah and i should add two folks i know there's some old school truckers and there's probably some newer folks uh to the industry you know we never had trucks blow over as kids um and my father had vans, flatbeds. We, it just never happened. And what's happened over time is we've lightened up this equipment mm -hmm. so much. We've taken every pound we can out of there to, to give additional payload to our customers to be, have that competitive advantage. And we've also made them more aerodynamic uh, to get better fuel mileage out there. Uh, we've uh, added things to the bottoms of the trailers, the, the, the wind skirts, all the skirting on the bottom of the truck. I mean, it, it's almost like they're a sail out there anymore, a lightweight sail compared to the, what they were. So... Um, I always tell the safety team, look, winter's not over with just because the snow is not flying. I mean, mm -hmm. these high winds in the spring um, can be just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, because they involve a truck going over on its side. So. For sure. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, but it, we're excited to get some more of that uh, information at your fingertips to help you make better, more more informed decisions. Um, the next one is uh, definitely near and dear to both of our hearts, but uh, it's planting season. So farm equipment's out on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't drive from uh, one side of town to the other without seeing a farm implement out there and uh, um, need to do everything you can to give them the right space. And when you do encounter one, make sure you make the right response, slow down, make sure that uh, it's clear to pass before you make the pass and uh, just give them some space. You know, they're, they're out there working mm -hmm. uh, long hours and long days this time of year, just like, uh, just like the rest of you are out there. So we have to, uh, need to give them due consideration and uh, make sure that uh, we get those folks uh, home safely to their families and loved ones as well. I remember uh, without those folks uh, feeding uh, uh, the world, uh, we don't have anything to haul. So we need to take care of them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What else did you want to talk about today, BK? Um, speeding. Uh, I'll give you guys an update. Um, we've, we're on a very, very nice trend line on speeding for the year, but we still have a long ways to go. Mm -hmm. um, if your safety coach calls you, um, it's for a reason. Uh, they wouldn't be calling you because they they just want to want to uh, uh, you know give you trouble. You know you're obviously on their list for a reason. Um, make sure you listen to them. Make sure you uh, understand where they're coming from. They're going to do the same to you. Uh, they're going to listen with respect and respond with respect. Uh, just do everything you can to follow the speed limit. I mean we 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 tell our drivers you know the, the speed limit is the speed limit. It's not the speed suggestion or the speed minimum. You know, it's the speed limit. And a lot of times uh, the speed requirements are less than the speed limit uh, when it's windy or if there's farm machinery around, if there's children around, if you're in a school zone, a construction zone, um, if there's winter weather, things like that. So um, at or below the speed limit, that's our expectation here at Hirschbach. Yeah. And so the speeding events you're talking about, you just want to give a quick explanation of how we define a speed limit or a speed. Yeah. Event. I mean, what we do um, is we assign to the safety coaches every week, the drivers, their top 15 drivers um, on their board um, by uh, uh, frequency of speeding events. So uh, the more speeding events you have, the more likely you are to 
be in the top 15, obviously. And if we focus on the top 15 every week, um, it allows us to make the fleet better, which we have. We have. We just need to. We just need to kick it uh, in high gear and get it across the finish line. Absolutely. And a speeding event is not, you know, being one mile an hour over the speed limit for two seconds. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I would need an army to police that right. uh, for sure. I mean, we're obviously focused on the ones that uh, that um, you know. Every safety coach, put it in perspective, every safety coach has around two hundred to two hundred fifty drivers on their board. We're calling the top fifteen, so it's the top you know, five to 10% uh, speeders in our fleet is who we're calling. Absolutely. Okay. And then uh, you want to talk about PC, wrap it up? Yeah. Personal conveyance uh, is exactly what it means. It means you're driving on personal time. Um, Just remember out there, if you're driving on any company business whatsoever, um, if you're driving to a shop, if you're driving, um, uh, you know, under dispatch, obviously towards a shipper, uh, you need to make sure that you have available drive time and make sure that you use that. We see some abuse with that. It's it's uh, very hard for us to pol- to police and uh, to to look after and make sure you're doing the right things. It takes a lot of uh, man hours on our part to to go through all that. Um, you know, we we follow the law here at Hirschbach, and we need to make sure that uh, um, drivers use that uh, personal conveyance appropriately out there. So for sure, for sure. Okay, thanks, Brian. Um, uh, wrapping up, I know we're, we've got, uh, we've, we've, we're a little long winded today, BK. I try to keep it shorter so people tune in. So yeah. if you hurt my viewership numbers, I might not it's invite on me. you back. It's on me. I'm just kidding. I can take it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, last week we talked about autonomous trucks and, and, and the, the first load that we hauled with, with Aurora. Um, just want to give you guys a quick update on that. The load, uh, was successful, uh, that, uh, the truck, the, the, everything, everything went smooth. It took a little bit longer to get a couple things figured out. It was kind of their first actual reefer load that they had running with it, but, um, every, everything went well, load got delivered on time, uh, ran with no issues. So, um, pretty cool pilot to be a part of. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to try to take a look at, uh, hauling another one here in the next couple of weeks and just kind of keeping that, keeping that momentum going. So that's Aurora. Uh, and I'll finish up talking about freight and service. So, Freight, uh, we have definitely felt the market pick up a little bit across the country. There's definitely some, still some pockets where it's slower or, or, or a little tighter. But the, the big impact that we felt this week and at, towards the end of last week uh, is, is Americold. Uh, Americold had an IT issue is what they're calling it. Um, I won't speculate on what that, what that caused, but essentially it shut down the majority of their, of their cold surges. And uh, some were able to kind of get limped back on there's some that are still dark and are not able to ship or receive. Uh, Americold is, I don't know if it's the largest. I think it's top. I think it's the second largest. I think lineage is a little bit bigger than it, but they've got 240 cold storages across the world and um, they've got like a billion cubic feet. So they're pretty big. Uh, and a lot of our shippers use them uh, for, for either shipping or receiving. So uh, it's, we've definitely felt that impact this week. So uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, it, it should be fixed by next week. So we're hoping to kind of rebound that and uh, have a little bit stronger week next week for sure. Uh, so that's freight uh, service. I, I can't tell you how happy I am to read these numbers to you guys, especially on the over the road fleet. Uh, we are on our fourth week in a row at 97%. I don't think that's ever been done. So fantastic job there. Uh, last week we came in at 97.4. So far this week we're at 96.9. Um, just, just great work. That's definitely focusing on things that we can control. And the best way for us to get more freight is to service the existing business we have. So um, f- fantastic work. And I appreciate everything that you guys are doing out there. Uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. Uh, again, it's it's Red Friday. 
I'll have it on next week. Uh, remember, everyone deployed is what the red stands for. And, uh, and stay safe out there. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, PK. Yep.